Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. And, you know, when you listen to them speak 
And they talked about the baggage that can sometimes weigh the relationship down. Man, oh man, oh man. Oh, it didn't seem like such a baggage, right? All right. So uh, we definitely were blessed to have them on last week. Well, it wouldn't be a Monday morning if we didn't get the switch tip with Shantice. Study for yourself. Yes, it's great to, you know, listen to what the pastor has to say and, you know, uh, you know, people ministering to you and giving you the word of the Lord and all that kind of good stuff. But the key is you've got to do that for yourself when it comes to that studying. Somebody can't study for you. No. Because how many times have you studied and you found out like, wow, I didn't realize that the Bible said that. Oh, we were reading the Bible on Sabbath and, uh, you know, we're following behind a story that, you know, they have on TV. And we kept saying, well, they didn't say that in the movie. We glad we're studying this for ourselves. Yes, that's how important it is and how crucial it is that you, you know, make sure you get that word in for yourself. Okay? So remember the Bible says study to show thyself approved. Yeah, well. Let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around, and we talked about the man who had a problem with his wife giving all of his money. Yes, the money he gave her for the household. She gave all the money to the church. Now, he did speak to her about it, and uh, unfortunately, I guess they couldn't come to some agreement because they were arguing at the next level. Well, how long are you going to argue before you take the next step? Well, he surely did. Because he took revenge on the church because his wife kept giving up all his money into the offering plate and he burned the church down. Can you imagine that? You gonna burn up the whole church. And she couldn't go give it to another church, but I guess he figured she'd get the message. Yeah, they said that, you know, after he made sure that the people were out, he burned the church down. Now, you go from bad to worse. You go from doing the right thing to now doing the very wrong thing. So, you know, come on, church folk, we gotta get ourselves together. You know, we can't take it out on God. You know, when people do things that are, you know, not quite right. And we did get a universal um, response from our pastoral panel that, you know, if we saw somebody giving an excessive amount of money on a regular basis, you know, we'd have to ask. We'd have to talk about this thing. Okay? Now... You can't, you know, just uh, do these things, in, especially in other countries. And he had already given you the money in another country where 
People don't think about us like that. Nah, you have to get that together. So, very interesting conversation ensued thereafter. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, Wednesday was here, and we started off with our girlfriend, Vivian, who talked about the high school football team who had the coach who went buck wild and made them do 400 push-ups without any water. Now, I mean, and it wasn't a punishment. Yes, maybe you could even kind of, like, see his crazy, you know, thought process, but it wasn't a punishment. And, you know, unfortunately, one of the children developed some, um, you know, muscle tissue disease, and it's probably something that was, you know, kind of laying up in the cut because you're not going to get that from, you know, probably one practice unless this is what was going on for a while and it was a buildup. Well, after he spent time, you know, a week in the hospital, you know, the coach was placed, you know, on a leave. I'd say fire his butt, you know, but I had the person who was making the decision. And, uh, you know, we just pray for the rest of the team that they are all, you know, together and, you know, they can, you know, move forward. We also talked about going and getting those BBLs from across the border in DR. Yes, as one woman, you know, tried to talk her friend out of going and getting that BBL, that liposuction, that uh, tummy tuck, and her friend came back without a kidney, missing one kidney. Yes. So, uh, please, please, we caution you to please, if it is a must, please stay here. Use someone reputable. Use someone that your doctor is recommending. No, we have our own resident, uh, what do you call it, uh, doctor on hand, and uh, ask him some questions, and, you know, if you got to, and, you know, let's make sure we're doing what we're supposed to do, okay? Well, Thursday, 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 therapeutic Thursday was on Fire over here on his new time with Pastor Steph as we had our pastor to let Pearson on with us and ooh did she promise to be some kind of blessing. She talked about her book, Get Got and uh ooh she talked about a few um chapters in her book Stop Breathe which uh, addresses your anger. And she also talked about order for wonder. And that's following instructions. Oh, do we have a problem doing that one? And you're enough. You belong to God. And he definitely made no mistakes when he made you. Well, let me tell you something. The passion in which this presentation was made, oh my goodness, and 
fabulous. You have got to go back and listen. Thursday's presentation, you will not be sorry, I promise you. I promise you, she brings a lot to the table, okay? You will not be sorry, I promise. I promise, I promise you won't be sorry. Well, on Friday, Freestyle Friday, we had the men on board, and uh, we talked about Alec Baldwin and this situation about him and the other staff and uh, actors in Rust, the movie, and how the cinematographer was uh, shot by mistake, killed from a prop gun. And actually, who are we blaming? Because two of them are now faced with um, uh, manslaughter charges. So, you know, we talked about this thing, and, you know, maybe they should be charged, maybe not. And we all kind of weighed in on it, and we didn't think so. It was a bit extreme to be charging at least Alec Baldwin. Yeah, but go back and listen. Go back and listen. So you can weigh in on the situation. Okay? Last night, woo, gentleness was the topic for the Word Prayer Project. We were quite blessed talking about, you know, one of the fruit of the Spirit. We want to make sure that we are offering up anything that God has um, that we're giving, that is given, you know, in a manner of gentleness, you know, just kind of surveying whether we can be just a little more gentle or not. So you definitely want to check that one out. Very, very, very good. Okay? Wow. That's how we spent our week last week. That's how we spent our beginning of the week, and uh, God is amazing, and we are about to get, let's, 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 let's get this going, let's get to shaking the Monday morning blues, all right, I promise you, you won't be bluesy too much longer, okay, so go get that healthy breakfast, go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on, and Make sure you go nowhere because we'll be right back. If you could potentially save your life, wouldn't you? Well, new research from the CDC found millions of women are not getting screened for cervical cancer. I'm Miranda Savioli with your latest health news. A recent CDC report showed that although the rate of cervical cancer cases decreased in the past five years, the death rate remained about the same. The report also concluded that more than 8 million women, roughly 1 in 10, were not screened for the cancer in that time period. Current American Cancer Society guidelines recommend that women ages 21 to 29 have a pap test every three years. From then, they should have a pap test and a human papillomavirus test every five years until they reach 65. So consider making an appointment if you are overdue.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome back to his due time with Pastor Steph. And uh, we give God thanks for being able to shake the Monday morning blues together. I pray that uh, you are doing well. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. There will be no time to be bluesy. All right? How about that? So go get those pens and papers. Uh, We get ready to get that health tip this morning. And, you know, I would like to say before we get started that uh, that little PSA kind of mirrored what Dr. Gordon talked about when he was on here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So you want to definitely pay attention. Well, today, this morning, we're going to be talking about that prune juice. Yes. Yes, yes. Some might be laughing. Uh, You know, we take prune juice for numerous reasons. But as I was glancing uh, through the news, I pulled up some stuff, and voila, there are several benefits when drinking Prune juice. That's why I said you want to get your pen and paper. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, the first one is it helps you move your bowels. Period. Okay. They say about a half a cup of prune juice can help you get moving, and it also works for your children. Okay. So they say while prunes have a lot of fiber, when those prunes get juiced and made into liquid form, that helps get that digestive tract moving, okay? They say plus prune juice contains sorbitol, and uh, it is a natural type of sugar alcohol. So they said sorbitol can't be completely digested or fermented by the bacteria in your intestines, and it naturally draws water into your gastrointestinal tract. So it acts like a laxative, okay? So make sure you keep some of that uh, prune juice around because it's much healthier than, you know, a laxative from the outside, okay? Number two, it says it lessens your risk of hemorrhoids. Now, I don't know, you know, how, you know, any of you are getting along, but they said as long as you have less constipation, you should have less hemorrhoids, okay? Now, we always hear about hemorrhoids, but... To be exact, a hemorrhoid is when a vein in your anus or rectum gets swollen. And this is this is what happens when you kind of strain, when you go to the bathroom. And it, it's very painful, really painful for some people. So they say prune juice is a big assistance with that because, as we just got finished saying, 
it will definitely um, help you move better. So as long as you're keeping, you know, those, uh, what do you call it, your digestive tract moving, you'll be able to go to the bathroom, which means less hemorrhoids. All righty? So if you're having a hemorrhoid issue, then get to drinking some prune juice. See how that helps. Number three, they say it may help reduce your risk of high blood pressure. Well, prune juice is high in potassium, and that's the mineral that keeps your body, um, you know, from uh, keeps the, the, the normal fluid levels in your cells balanced, okay? And uh, when you get high blood pressure, you know, things are kind of off there. So they're saying that foods that are potassium-rich help reduce blood pressure in people with hypertension, okay? And they say that a study showed that people who drank prune juice or ate prunes daily had lower blood pressure and a lower risk of high blood pressure. Well, that's an easy way of uh, <laughs> of getting rid of the high blood pressure. Next. It helps reduce your cholesterol. Yes. So they say another way to produce will boost your heart health is by lowering your cholesterol. Okay? And, <clears throat> excuse me, when your cholesterol is high, it can lead to heart failure, stroke, heart attack, and produce can play a really good um, role in helping to keep that down because they say that prune juice contains certain types of antioxidants that lowers your cholesterol. Okay? Five, prune juice has lots of iron. So we know your body needs a lot of iron um, for your blood health. And they say that just a half cup of prune juice has three milligrams of iron, and that's about 17% of our daily recommended, you know, amount for adults. They say iron allows your blood cells to create hemoglobin, and that way you are not anemic. Yes. Okay. All righty. Number six, prune juice is good for your bones. Wow. So they say one of the minerals in prunes is boron, which your body uses to build and maintain your bones. And it definitely helps treat bone conditions like osteoarthritis and osteoporosis. And they say that prunes reduce the effect of radiation on bone marrow, which could help combat bone density loss. You know, as you get older, you know, they will send you, your doctor will send you for a bone density test. I think it's like once a year, once every two years. So you definitely need to keep, you know, the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, your 
um, bones healthy so that you're, you know, you're not leaning over and, you know, all that kind of good stuff, okay? So, make sure you get, you know, that uh, prune juice in you because it also says that it's important for your wounds, for healing wounds, lowering inflammation, and boosting magnesium absorption. Wow. Who knew that prune juice did all of this here? All right. Well, they say it supports a healthy for you weight. So they say prunes are a good snack for people who are trying to manage their weight. That prune juice can help you feel full because of all the fiber content. And when you feel full, you should be eating less, right? Right. They also say that prune juice has a low glycemic index, meaning it isn't likely to cause a spike in your blood sugar. So, you know, it's sweet, but it's not going to send your blood sugar up the way candy and other fruit will. Okay? So grab up. If you want to lose some weight, grab up those prunes. All right. Eight, they say it's got a lot of inflammation-fighting antioxidants, okay? So they say that your body's natural processes create byproducts called free radicals, and when these free radicals group together, they can cause oxidative stress. That type of stress can damage your DNA, and increase your risk for a number of health problems like heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. So that's why we need antioxidants, because antioxidants help neutralize those free radicals, reduce the damage that they do to your body, and keep us healthy. So prune juice is packed, they say, with antioxidants that can help fight off inflammation, and protect ourselves from damage. They're saying that um, certain antioxidants could reduce your risk of certain cancers. So we definitely want to make sure that we're doing that, okay? Uh, Number nine, prune juice is packed with vitamins. Wow. Vitamin B that keeps your brain, your nervous system, and your immune system healthy. Niacin, which is vitamin B3, which supports your nervous system, skin, and digestive system. Vitamin C, that helps your growth, development, and repair of all blood tissues. Vitamin K, which is important for blood clotting. And calcium, which helps to build strong bones. They say that prune juice is also, um, it also contains minerals like phosphorus, manganese, copper, and magnesium. All right? Ooh. Wow. That's power pack. Ooh. They're also saying, number 10, that prune juice, is good for your liver. So they say that initially, 
prune juice was given to people with liver disease, including hepatitis and jaundice. And, you know, that's really good, really good, um, because a lot of people um, have liver disease. So they're saying that they get to drinking because it could help reduce some harmful chemicals in the blood that come from liver health problems. All right, 11, 11, colon cancer. Uh, can be uh, hard to detect, but the antioxidants in prune juice might help lessen your risk of developing uh, colon cancer. So you want to get that prune juice in you, okay? So, you know, this is really interesting to me um, because... You know, you just don't know what what the benefits are of the things that we're putting in our body. And I definitely wanted to share that with you this morning. Eleven. Eleven benefits from one half a cup a day. Or drink, eat the prunes, whichever one you prefer. Okay? All righty. So what are we talking about this morning? Alrighty, so I want to start off here because we have been um, talking about this before. We're talking about the cannabis-infused gummies that they have out on the market. So they're saying that it is a feature in an organically connected store. So out in Suffolk County, they're warning families to keep their eye out for their children's candy wrappers. We've talked about this. Vivian's talked about this on our Socially Conscious segment. We've talked about this from the news before. When they show the layout on the table in this um, organic store called Organically Connected, there's a chain, you know, of them. And you should see the, the, the packaging. It looks straight like candy. And they are really concerned because they say it can easily be marketed for candy because it looks just like it. And let me show you how serious this is. The Office of Cannabis Management has issued a cease and desist order to the stores. Now, you know they're the ones. Who ever heard of an Office of Cannabis Management? Well, they got that going when they legalized the cannabis. But any time you have them now coming with a cease and desist order, oh, you know, you, you know it's getting serious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something. If they ever get to the point where these children are getting a hold to this much more than they anticipated and the um, the results in children are so deadly, who you think they're going to blame? 
who you think they're coming after? Oh, yeah. They're going up the food chain on this one. They didn't start, you know, with, and they're not going to start they uh, with, with those at the top. They're going to start with the ones at the bottom, and they're going to move up. Yeah. So before it gets to the Office of Cannabis, Cannabis Management's um, responsibility, oh, cease and desist, they're going to stop it because they're saying that it is too attractive, the packaging is way too attractive, and to not just children but to young adults, to teenagers. So, yeah. Now, the store, the chain store, as the reporters tried to reach out, they're not responding. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Okay? All righty. So remember, you know, teach your children what it is they need to know. You know, tell them, remind them, don't buy anything out there. Don't take anything. So you got, okay, what do you call that thing? I'm looking at one of them right now. They literally have imitated Starburst, um, Oreo cookies, the packaging. That's what it looks like. No wonder they're saying, because now they're giving a little closer um, look at the packaging. It literally looks like the candy wrappers. They have even used the fonts. So, you know, like the Sour Patch Kids or the whatever, Sour Patch Candies, it literally looks like the Sour Patch words. So, yeah. Watch your kids. Watch your kids because, see, they, they, they really out to kill us and our children. They are re- I mean, really, y'all? Y'all couldn't have found nothing else? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, what else are we talking about this morning to shake this blues? Oh, okay. Come on, ladies. So there's a woman who went on TikTok. And she shared her story of uh, almost being drugged by some strangers in a club. Where else? In a club. And I thought this was a real interesting conversation. She said that she went out with a girlfriend. And she said they, when they were out, they bought their own um, drinks. And these guys who they had never seen before, they, when they were buying another round, the guys came up and they asked if the the ladies wanted to drink. And they both said, no, thank you. They were very polite. And she said she kept noticing that they were showing up everywhere they went and every time they went to the bar. They kept showing up, and she said that she was sitting a little behind her friend, and and her friend said, you know, no thank you, you know, my friend's got me. So they, they took their drinks, and they went and they sat on the patio, and the guy showed up there at the table next to them. So she said they got up, and they started, you know, dancing. And she said,
that they kept following them even to the dance floor. Well, these, they, they, you know what, these are some stupid criminals because isn't it, don't you lay back in the cut? If I can't keep seeing you, I'm already pick up something's wrong. So she said that again they asked and they were persistent about these drinks. So she said by the end of the night, the two of them were just dancing on the floor and the guys came and just like shoved beers in their hand. So she said that was the first red flag for her because who, after telling them no all night long, now they're going to come and just put a um, beer in your hand. So she said that they didn't say anything. They didn't say, we bought these beers for you. They didn't say, did you want this drink? They didn't say anything. They just kind of pushed it out there. And, you know, your normal instinct is kind of take it. So she said her friend took it and turned it to her mouth and drank a little bit of it. She said, but a little voice in her head said, don't drink that. So she went with her gut feeling. And instead of drinking the beer, she told him, you drink it first. But he wouldn't even take it back from her. And he kept saying, no, 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 I bought it for you. She said, no, 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 you drink it first. If you drink it, then maybe I'll drink it. Excuse me, with no intention of drinking this um, uh, uh, beer. So she said what really did it for her was when he didn't even take the drink out of her hand. He wouldn't take it back. So she said once she really kind of got settled in that, she took a friend and they started to, you know, go to the exit so they could leave. And she said as they were leaving the dance floor, um, she said her friend went from being fine to suddenly kind of stumbling, losing her balance, not even being able to formulate a sentence. And she said that she hurried up and got her friend um, in an Uber, and she said she saw them. They followed them outside, and she saw them, and uh, when she looked back around, they were gone. Now, ladies, uh, we really got to make sure we take care of ourselves. We really got to make sure we take care of ourselves. She said they went to the urgent care, and thank God the friend was um, safe. Um, but how bad could this have gotten? How bad? You know, the friend clearly wasn't paying any attention because she took the drink and put it to her mouth. Well, what dope does that? You don't know where they got these drinks from. You've been cautious all night, but probably after she got gotten a little tipsy, you know, she let her guard down. We don't have the ability to do that in this society. We're going to have to make sure we stay on the up, paying attention to what people are doing. Yes, always assume somebody's going to do something to you in a club. The stories that we've brought to you that go down in the clubs, absolutely. So please, please, please make sure you, um, you do what needs to be done. Okay, to protect yourself. <sighs> Let's see what else we're talking about here. 
before we get to our main topic this morning. So, here we go. So you have this woman who's married to this man for a few years now. And she said that she noticed that after she let her mother-in-law move in with them, she said about a month later, she started noticing that things were moving around in the bedroom. And she said she felt like she was going a little crazy because her husband is one who doesn't move things around very often. So she figured it must have been the mother-in-law who was kind of snooping through her personal things. So she told her husband, and her husband, of course, mama and their sons, he didn't believe her. And she said that she just couldn't shake this hunch. But she couldn't install a camera in the room. So what she did was she bought a fake positive pregnancy test and placed it in the bedroom's trash can. So she said the very next day, she started receiving a slew of phone calls and texts from family members congratulating her on her pregnancy. So she knew at that point for sure that not only was her mother-in-law digging, but now she didn't announce <laughs> I tell you, people just don't know how to do things. She announces the pregnancy, quote-unquote. She announces the pregnancy to the family. So, she says that um, she goes to the husband, and she tells him about what she's found. He responds to her. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, let's go back a little bit. So it gets worse because she's at work one day and her husband shows up at her job. And he's mad and he wants to know why she didn't tell him that she was pregnant. (laughs) So she said, well, how would you find out? He said his mom found the positive test in the trash can in the bedroom. Now, let's go back a minute. Your mama, who has her own bedroom, who ain't supposed to be in your room, comes and tells you that your wife is pregnant, and when you ask her how does she know, or she told you how she knew, that she found the fake she found the positive pregnancy test in the trash can in your bedroom. You respond by going to the wife? Chow, chow. <laughs> she said she told him that it wasn't true. That she had told him that the mama had been sneaking around and sniffling through their stuff. And he didn't believe her, so the only thing she could do was to set up this trap. And she said he was livid. He was livid and said he didn't believe her. And he mandated 
demanded that she take a test right in front of him. After she, you know, he saw that she wasn't pregnant, he still, still went the opposite way and was mad at her and told him, told her they had received a lot of flack um, for, you know, her, her doing what she did. And she was like, what? Listen, listen, listen. You calling me a liar? You calling me a manipulator? When your mom is going through our stuff? Come on, y'all. Didn't I tell you something about mothers and sons? Told you. Told you something about mothers and sons. They are annoying. They are straight annoying. Let's talk to Do Time Crew and see what they got to say about this stuff here. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well, thank you. How are you doing over there? I am doing just fine on this Monday morning. I haven't sung the Monday theme in a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So thank you for uh, kind of giving us that little jingle this morning. Uh, so let's talk about this thing here, about the mama snooping and the husband getting mad at the wife for setting up this fake pregnancy test, for duping his mother, for the mama telling all the people in the family that they were going to have a baby. And now, you know, he's embarrassed and, you know, she seems like a liar and a manipulator, the wife. What in the world is going on here? Well, this this is why it's so important to know who you're marrying, you know, what that relationship is like. Because I guarantee you this is not the first time that something has transpired, you know, uh, mama-wise. You know, you uh, I need you to go such and such and such, and it's really important to me. Yeah, but mama needs such and such. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's those yeah. things, you know. And, you know, you saying, okay, listen, something's got to be taken care of. Yeah, but mama, such and such, this is not the first time, you know. And, and so my thing is, I shouldn't have to go through that extreme to prove to you, hey, <laughs> mama's looking around everything. She's digging in drawers. She, you know, she's she dig, digging in drawers, using, moving furniture, checking behind the dresser drawer, looking behind the bed, and even checking the trash can. Bruh, please, your relationship with mom is, is so vital to the point that you may be testing for, are you out of your mind? You know, and, and so, you know, she has a hard road ahead of her, you know, and whenever there's anything that comes to her, if her and mama have to vibe, she's always going to be second place, always going to be second place. This is why the word says that you leave your mother and father and cleave there's a reason why that verbalization is there it's not just coincidence they knew hey wait a minute 
that son is going to cling to mama, and sometimes mama will cling to dad. I mean, child will cling to dad. Yep, yep, yep. This is some kind of situation. You know, when, imagine you, you know, you move someone in, and once you move the person in, now you start seeing things differently. You know, this is not where I put it. Um, This is moved. And, you know, a lot of times what will happen is when people start moving stuff, they try to put it back. And that's why at first it leaves you scratching your head because you're like, well, wait a minute, I thought I kind of left that there. So, you know, now you're trying to figure out what's going on in your head. Oh, Pastor Charlene, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you ladies today? I am well. Thank you. I'm well. How are you? Fine. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Glad to have you. Well, Pastor Charlene, you done moved your mother-in-law in, and now... She not just moving furniture. <laughs> she moving all kinds of things around in the house. And you tell Elder, yo, I think it's your mama. And Elder ain't trying to hear you. You know, he said, no, mom wouldn't do anything like that. You know, she would never come in our room and look through our things and move stuff around. You set up the fake pregnancy test. He shows up, she, uh, she shows up um, after everybody start calling you. So now this really puts her out there because everybody is calling you, congratulating you on the pregnancy that you don't even have existing. Pastor Shauna, what, what, what's going on here? Well, before, because y'all know me. Before everybody got out my house, um, once I started thinking that you were starting going through my stuff, because we've had a situation similar, and when I thought that you were going through my stuff, I approached my husband, and I told him, I believe that they're going through our stuff. And he did the same thing. Oh, no, they wouldn't do that. So I set you up. But I didn't do a pregnancy test, though. But I did similar. I set them up. And when I asked, approached the person, I said, "Um, that looks like you've been in my room, and that looked like you used my stuff, and that looked like, oh, no, no, mm -mm. no, not me. Oh, I would never do that. So when I set them up, they couldn't say nothing but the truth. So I said, now you have a choice, elder. And if you make the wrong choice, not only are they getting out, and you too. <laughs> because one thing oh, that you're not going to do, yeah, that that's me. That, that's me. Because my thing is, when I leave, so then what happens is when I leave, you got to go too. Right. I don't care if you don't going. have nowhere to go. Everybody, give me my keys. 
you will not get in my house. I have to be on guard. And one thing that you don't want to do is to be on guard in your own house. Right, Why you got right. to play police? Right? <laughs> so my thing, you had to do that too? No, oh, not me. I you said, yeah. Oh, I bet you did you too. <laughs> so to feel secure, but now it's like I caught you. And like Lady Tamika said, it's not the first time. It's just that now I caught you. Most of the time, you have more, people have already done these things before they got caught because you wasn't paying attention because you don't right. think that you had to in your home, especially when you bring somebody else in. So my thing is, once y'all jumped on her and y'all talk about, it, you know, why she pregnant, first of all, it ain't your business. So everybody got to go. It's real simple and easy like that. Mama might be 99 years old. Okay, well, you got to find somewhere else to go. And, <laughs> and you got something to <laughs> So you make a choice. This day, you make a choice. Who you riding with? And I would say, well, <laughs> and that's that going to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Pastor Charlene, she said, "Mama, yes, my ninety-nine years old." Yo, listen, I ain't worrying about Mama's age. If she's ninety nine and she can sift through our stuff, then then she got she she on it. She can find some place else to go. Cause she if you're ninety nine and you able to go through our stuff or whatever the age is, and you can go through our stuff, you got that much uh, energy and ability. Oh, it's time for you to go. Cause I know you can find some place else to go. Go ahead and call somebody else into moving into their house too. I'm with you, Pastor Charlotte. I am definitely with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's talk to our Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you doing over there in the sunny Atlanta, Alabama? Oh, it ain't sunny, but I'm all right. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, glad to hear. So, Pastor KL, Pastor Charlotte said, at ninety nine, Mama got to go. What I want to take it from the male's perspective. So, you know, you, you know, his response was not authentic to you know what we say these mamas and they sons. But how do you think we get to the point? Um you know, where your wife is telling you something about your your mother that she she's been living in this house all this time. She notices now, now, now after mama moves in that everything starts to get some feet. But before you get to that, tell us what you think your response would have been had your wife come and told you that mama was moving stuff around. Looking through y'all things. I always love my mama. She's my favorite girl. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. (laughs) 
that's that's a rough position for a mama's boy. You know, um, if you're not a mama's boy, then it's, it's easier. But when you're a mama's boy, you know, mama can do no wrong. And 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 unfortunately, you say, hey, you know, I married you, but you can leave me. And and at one point, you may not be my wife again. But my mama's gonna always be my mama. You know, so that that's a difficult place to be. But at some point, you know, you have to suck it up and say, "Hey, mama, you know, you, you kind of disrupting. You're, you're, you know, you're a guest here. We, we allowed you to stay here, you know, and I and I love you to be here because you're my mama. But you you causing too much stuff, too much strife in my marriage. So you know, at some point, you got to suck it up. But but the beginning months, it's gonna be rough for you and your wife. Wow, wow, wow. All Well, at least you get to the point where you suck it up, you know, and you approach mama the way you need to. So that's that's a little, phew, a little relief, and, a little and, relief. And then you know what? Go, going to, to um, Pastor Charlotte's point, if she's 99, she lived her life. You know, she's going to be gone soon anyway. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious I can't You see what I said We ain't gonna be bluesy too long over here on a Monday morning Oh my gosh Pastor Charlotte putting her out at 99 And Pastor K.L. Co-Sign is saying You know more of a life is behind her. <laughs> she ain't got too much to go. She'll manage. <laughs> Listen, after a while, you say just let her move the stuff. You know she's gonna be moved too. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, listen, at ninety-nine, she ain't gonna be able to move too much. So just start putting some weight on your stuff. You know, make it heavy. She ain't gonna be able to move it around. Maybe she got dimension and she don't even know she's moving stuff. <laughs> Mama, you know, mama from the hood, so mama 
<laughs> Mama from the hood. We grew up in the hood, so you would go over. Uh, Mama, uh, you know, I don't know. Tamika uh, says the things. Listen, you moved some stuff. She goes, Yeah, I did. So what of it? No, not of it, Mama. I just wanted to make sure it was you. Tamika, yeah, she moved it. <laughs> Mama said you ain't too old to get it. Tamika oh, confirmed you were right. She did move it. <laughs> We ain't throwing mama out. We ain't throwing mama out. That's mama. We ain't there. I'm up in the We're not throwing mama out. No, mama going nowhere. We're going to have to get along. You just put a lock on your stuff. Mama ain't going nowhere. That's mama. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. You know, Brother Al, for real, is that your final answer? No, I'm just messing around. But, no, I, you know, uh, some people, man, you can't tell them nothing about their mama. And we know, you know, we've been around our mamas, you know, all our lives. So we do know mama. We know what mama can do, what she's capable of. And, you know, I, w- I would go talk to her, like, Mom, what's going on? You know, she told me you moved some things. Uh, mama, you can't be doing that. That's, that's our personal stuff. I appreciate it, you know, if if you don't touch our stuff, or, you know, touch our things. Or, you know, I definitely appreciate it. And this is where you got to go to mama. You can't go to mama because you still can get a beating. So, <laughs> you know, my mother always, my mother, my mother always told me, I don't care how old you get, I'll pick up something back inside your hand. So I got to go to mama car. And my mama, listen, they told me, they told me that, 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 uh, you know, you touch the stuff, mama. So please do me a favor. Don't touch the stuff, you know. I appreciate you, mama. Love you. You know what? Uh, you know, I Are you making them biscuits it. tonight? Look, you got to end it with, you going to make those biscuits tonight, mom? <laughs> but you know what's funny? You know what's funny? We got a couple of minutes before we can, you know, to spare. Girls wouldn't handle it like this. Oh, my gosh. There would be a straight war if, from the woman's side. She is not going to be scared to talk to Mama, Tamika. Am I right? Do you agree or do you disagree? Absolutely. We're going to find some type of resolve. You're not going to do that, you know. And, and in my former life, I remember a gentleman that I was dating, you know, and he was like, well, you know, I, you, you start talking about goals and ideas and things. And he was like, yeah, we're we going to get married and, and we're going to stay in this house. What's your mama? He was like, yeah. I was like, um, no, 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 no. That, let me let you know. That, let, me, let me tell you right now what's not going to happen. Because I'm not going to have to buy back and forth. And so, you know, the same situation. I love my mom. I promise you I do. But when she crosses the line, she has to be put in her place. And it ain't no, you know, if you don't make the, I know how to make collard greens, so I don't need your recipe. You don't told me years ago. You know, I sat there and watched. So I'm going to be all right. Oh, my goodness. Well, well Tamika, I'll make sure I write that on your tombstone. <laughs> Listen, it's a different dynamic between mothers and daughters. Pastor Charlene, would it go down like that for you? Nope. We, we, I will approach. I will tell my mother, you know, or his mother, I don't care. I'm going to tell whoever it is that you don't do that. That is not acceptable in here. 
Now, y'all remember, because we can make a choice now. You arguing, mom ain't got nowhere to go. You remember them locks when you lock yourself and you can't get it? Um, you have the key. Remember we used to have them in the project? You put them on the door and you lock it, and you had to have a key to unlock it to get out. I remember them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the double, the double bolt. All right. That's what it will be. We're going to put mom in the room. She got a bathroom in there. We make sure we put a little bit of food in there for her, and I'll lock her in there. Ain't nobody. She can't come out no more. Would you like that? I would wow, ask you, would you like that? Pastor Darling. Yes, ma'am. She locked mama up in the room. So you going to do her like old Uncle Joe on Soul Food? There you go. <laughs> Put the food in front of the door. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because nah, nah, women wouldn't do that. Women would not. Pastor K.L., your sister, do you think that would be the same dynamic between you, your mother and your sister? Well, I don't think um, my sister would put my mother in a fire trap. You know, like Pastor Charlotte, you know, that's a fire trap. That's a fire hazard. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we killing folks. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that. I, 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 I do think that the dynamic between my sister and my mother would be just a tad bit different. Not much because, you know, they, they have a really, really, really good bond as well. But, um, yeah, I, I guess for, for uh, you know, women and women can't live together. You know, that's, that's the problem by itself. Grown women mm-hmm. can't live together because everybody wants their own kitchen and everybody wants their own, you know, space. So that, that, that could be the problem within itself. And then adding a mama's boy, you know, that, that's like fuel to the fire. You know, because technically the wife already don't want your mama there. Right. She ain't saying it. Right. But you already right. don't want your mama there. Right. You know what I'm saying? She, she's, doing, she's doing it because it's your mama. So now she don't want your mama there, but now your mama acting like it's her house. So that, that that's a variable right there. <laughs> Absolutely. And let me tell you something, Pastor KL. I don't care how close you are with your mama. Let mama cross a certain line. You know, everybody's tolerance is different. So, you know, one mm-hmm. person, you know, may not go off, you know, when you do one thing. But I promise you, everybody's got their limit. And Mama got one time to cross that certain line. And, oh, she's going to set her straight. Now, it might be setting her straight in a nice way. But she's going to make sure right, she talk right. about that thing. It is not going to be but, what the men do. At but, but all you know what, by far. Okay, because you, you brought it from that variable, but let's bring it from the other variable. Now, watch this. And I know, I know you got a, a, another another conversation. But no matter how much of a mama's boy we are, we don't want your mama in our house either. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And this is why your response to her moving your wife's things is so crucial because it couldn't be my mama up in here moving things because then you'd be flexing, talking about how you pay the rent or the mortgage and how it's your house and how you being disrespected and you don't care if mama's 99 years old, but she got to go. So we surely ain't going to take your mama 
doing this, and now when I bring it to your attention, Mama can't do no wrong. Say no, no, no. This is no. This ain't gonna work. This is not going to work. So you're absolutely right, Pastor K.L. We know good and well you don't want our mama up in the house. So we surely ain't taking your mama's garbage. And then she, no, and listen, 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 listen. Because I'm giving this one to Brother Al. You're so nasty, you picking up a pregnancy test, Brother Al. I'm uh, sorry, but I was trying to get to the mute button. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, right. You know, you that that's crazy. Like you, you that it ain't even a point that you that nosy where you want to pick up uh, a pregnancy test, like you said. It is nasty as well because you didn't use that, but you go yes. pick it up and take a look at it. You know. But again, I still gotta go to Mama Comfortable. Mama, let me holler at you for a minute, Mama. Uh, uh, you know, there was a pregnancy test in there. Did you happen to see it? <laughs> you, did you happen to see a pregnancy test, Mama? Now, come on, Mama. You, you come on, Mama. That's invading privacy. That's that's invading nah. privacy. Come on, Mama. You can't you can't be doing that. You know, I might I might have to say something. Like you said, we we you know she don't want my mama there, and I don't want her mama there. So they're gonna be an issue. So we gonna have to draw the line somewhere and say, hey, listen, this is unacceptable. You know, that can't happen. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to put you in old folks home, Mama. I don't want to put you in old folks home, Mama. But you got to stop. But wait That's where she's going to start swinging. Brother Al, Mama can help you. Because she'll say, baby, yeah, I picked up that pregnancy test. But there's one thing I know in my spirit. You are not the father. You know what? You know what? Y'all need to be asking Mama, did she wash her hands? After she touched the pregnancy test and started moving some other stuff around. That's a question yeah, that yeah, needs to be yeah. asked. Yeah, that's, that's true. Little... Mama, I see you I see you making them biscuits. Did you wash your hand, Mama? That's the best thing to <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Ask Mama, did she wash her hands after and did she wash her hands before she started calling everybody and telling them that y'all's about to have this baby? That's the question that needs to be asked. Uh, thank and you it so show, much. And it shows you the love too, Pastor. It shows it show you the love too, uh, Pastor Stephanie. Because after you say that to Mama, well, I know Mama. That's I said it to Mama. I am gonna get punched in the face. So you know I love you because I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a punch for you. And you know, <laughs> I'm telling you what's gonna happen. I'm gonna get swung on. So that shows you how much I love you. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, brother Al Pulsang, as my mother would say, Pulsang. Oh, my goodness. Well, my due time crew, thank you so much for getting us started with our news story. A couple of weeks ago, we started a conversation. The little things women do that guys are supposed to secretly love. We didn't get very far, if you remember. I think we got stuck on point two um, when we were talking about, you know, reaching out, who reaches out first. So let's see how far we can get today. So we're talking about those little things that women do that men, you know, love, that he doesn't talk about, he doesn't let you know about, but he secretly loves. And uh, they say, the men are saying he loves for you to tell him how you really feel. Now, Pastor Charlotte, (laughs) I definitely need to go to Elder on this one. 
Do you think he secretly loves when you tell him how you really feel? <laughs> he ain't got no choice. <laughs> really? Am I saying nice things? Am I saying not too nice things? I don't know if they didn't say all of that. They just said that the men have said that they like when she tells him how she really feels. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm thinking this is on the other side of the fence because I don't think anybody, any man on our side of the fence <laughs> wants to hear how his woman really feels. <laughs> no. Right, because that's what I was thinking. Do you want the truth or the whole truth? Some are saying no. They really don't. Not our people. No. And Elder, no. We really don't want to know. Oh, my goodness. Pastor KL, do you want to know how she really feels? Nope, not really. Not really. Not really. Not really at all. Why? Because we're going to start an argument. Because when you say what you really feel, I'm going to say what I really feel. And then sometimes, you know, it ain't really what I really feel. I just want to up one on you. You know, that's how you feel? All right, that's how I feel. You know? Remember remember when your mama came to stay with us? Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Live and talk to be petty. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it to us to be petty. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Brother Al, do you want to hear how your woman really feels? Actually, I do, because it's letting me know where we stand. I want to know what's going on. Is this how you feel so I know, you know, if somebody not really liking you all that much and you just hanging around, I, I want to know so I can know what I'm dealing with. You know, Brother Al, I think you just try to work out nerves. <laughs> no, I don't. You asked me a question and I'm telling you the truth. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, no, I know you are, but I'm saying that's just like you asked that. You you should have excluded Pastor Charlotte from the conversation. Because whether he like it or not, she's going to do it. So you ain't even had to ask her. <laughs> well, listen. But women, and that's what I'm saying. Women, oh, we give it up. That's why. All right, Tamika. All right, here we go. Do you think they want to know how we, on this side of the fence, how we really feel? No, ma'am. The average, the average man can't take it, you know. Uh, uh, you know that poncho, that poncho is really, you know, you really need to. It's outdated. Please put that thing away, you know. If you wear a poncho in 2023, you need to shred that, you know. But you, I can't tell you that, you know. I, I, you ask me, you know, okay, what should we put on? You know, our way of doing it is, you know, why don't, why don't you put on that coat? That coat is a little, you know, it 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 it, it deals with the weather better. Because if I tell you exactly how I feel about that poncho, you're gonna get offended. So. It's easier for me just not to say anything at all. 
Well, we're we going to have a conversation later. We're going to have a conversation later. <laughs> and that's why, because I'm like, all right, Brother Al, you took the easy route. You just, oh, you know, uh, uh, she don't want to be bothered. We ain't talking about when y'all first started dating. We ain't talking about when you in this thing and, and she got something on her chest and she want to get it off. Uh, no, I, I can't think of that. Yeah, I want to hear it. I'm, so, I'm sorry, that's just me. I want to hear it because if it's something we can fix, you know, instead of letting it ling on, yeah, I want to hear it. Well, listen, you ain't got to apologize to me because uh, you got to deal with that. So if you think you can handle it, then go right on ahead because I would love that's to right. be I'm, I'm later. Don't worry, I'm going to take care of it later. I'm going to take care of it later. And sit down with my chips and popcorn. That's all I know. That's all I'm at. I'm going to record it and I'm going to fix it up in iMovie. I'll send you a trailer. (laughs) You're going to see how well you handle this thing. All righty. Okay, so here's an interesting one. Because I have heard the opposite. They say, men say that they love when their women brag about him on social media. Is that true, Pastor KL? Not at all. 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 Why? You know, I don't don't want to be seen or heard. You know, I I use my social media just for, you know, basically just for spiritual stuff. I don't, you ain't got to say... You know, my husband, I cooked dinner. My husband, I bought me this. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. And, and you know, to, to be honest with you, and, and this might sound crazy, but, but you as a woman, you set yourself up. That your man is all this good and he's all this great. Now now she's trying to seek out your man. You know, so some, sometimes no. what you have, sometimes what you have, you, you, you know, you keep that as your best kept secret. You, you, don't, you don't say everything. Yeah, we've been told, you know, you don't talk about certain things, so you 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 you're onto something there. You're onto something there, brother Al. Do you secretly like when she brags about you on social media? Absolutely not. You know, I, I don't do the social media like that. You know, I put a joke up on some stuff here and there, but. Uh, people get too caught up with putting all your business. And it's just like Pastor Kel said, you go there and you're saying this, 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 and that, you leave yourself open. So now when I get these unexpected friendly requests, you mad. But you set yourself up. So I said, absolutely wow. not. Wow. So she the reason why you got these friend requests dropping into your DMs? Wow. Am I saying it right? Yes, yes. Wow. You know, people reading that, they're like, wow. I've been looking for that type of man, you know. I've been looking for that type of man. Really? Let me hit him up and see what's going on. Wow. <laughs> Shanti said, no, I didn't say it right. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. All right, Lady Tamika, what do you think about this bragging about your man on social media? Is that a good thing? I think somewhere in there, whether they verbalize it or not, um, they do like it, you know, but again, you should limit it. You know, you don't, you don't want to put everything, you know, down there from time to time, you know, I got a bouquet of flowers, you know, that, that's a nice thing. 
So put a limit to it. You know, don't put all your business out there. Okay. Pastor Charlotte, what say you? Well, I think that you shouldn't do it. But men love when you brag on them no matter what it is. So y'all stop acting like that. So, but it is true. You do open up a can, um, you know, because once you put it out there, somebody wants it. But they now these women desperate. They don't care. They take a half a man. So you could be the worst man, and they say, oh, I can fix him and turn him around. All righty. Well, men have said that they like, secretly like, when you wear his clothes. Now, I'm believing this is not dressing up like a man, but more maybe like when you put his shirt on and you're walking around in his big T-shirt. Does that even happen anymore? You know, stuff like that. What do you think, uh, Brother Al? Uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool. In certain clothes, don't put on my good stuff. What are you doing? Put that back. <laughs> you, can that, you can wear that. You can, you can put that raggedy shirt on over there. They got the hole in. You can wear that around the house. But don't be putting on my good stuff walking around the house and over your situation. But I, I, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of cool though. You know, she's throwing, throwing some of your stuff in the house. Not, not outside. Don't go outside wearing my stuff now. <laughs> you wear it in the house. All righty, uh, Tamika. Do you think that they like when you wear their things? Oh, yeah. You know, that that, that uh, man's shirt, it, it, you know, that's something that's out there that's been, been you know, verbalized for a long time, that men like for, you know, a female to take his dress shirt, you know, and, and put that on, you know. Uh, my dilemma, you know, I'm... I, I'm <laughs> I'm involved with a deacon that, you know, I can't put on a sweatshirt. That might cause a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, not the good stuff, not the good stuff. The holy stuff. The holy things. Pastor Charlene, can you put I on them good clothes do. and he's going to like it? Yeah, because once you hook them up, Lady Tamika, with them heels, he ain't going to forget about all that extra. <laughs> Brother. Oh, gosh. She didn't put the heels on. Go ahead, Pastor Charlotte. Pastor KL, can she walk around your house or walk around in your things and you secretly like it? No, because I, I, I'm like this, you know. You just complained about my poncho, and now you're wearing my poncho. What you wearing my poncho for? You don't need the poncho. You want to throw away the poncho. But now I come in the house, and you 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 dress down in the poncho. No, no, don't wear my poncho. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like this one. I like this one, and I would love to hear the consensus. They say that men, men say that they love when you text him when you're out with your friends. He secretly loves that. Tamika. That's a definite, you know, um, because it, it shows them that even in the midst of what I'm doing, I'm thinking of you. You know, even though I'm out and I'm hanging and, you know, we laughing and giggling. 
in the middle of that, you come across my mind. And that's the message that it sends. All righty. Pastor Charlotte, does he secretly yeah, love that. when you do that? Yeah, they like that. They love it when you, because like she said, you thinking about them. You took the time out. But he don't know that you went to the bathroom, so you just text him to make him feel better. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. You're giving away all your secrets today, Pastor Shaw. Oh, my. All right, Pastor KL. You know, when she goes out with her girlfriends and she texts you, do you secretly love that? Yeah, I think I think that's nice. I think that's nice that that in the midst of all your girlfriends, you'd rather be thinking about me. Now, ain't that something? I, I think that's really, 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 really nice. I, I, I appreciate that. All righty. Brother Al, what you got? I got absolutely no, okay? Why are you texting me for? You out with the girlfriends, don't hang. Because now when I'm out with my boys, you're expecting me to do the same thing. And I might be in the middle of a big game. And then you're going to tell me, oh, I text you when I'm with my friends. I text you when I'm with my friends. You can't text me. And then just like, just like what Pastor Charles just said, she gave me the secret. You only text me because you went to the bathroom right quick and you were away from the girls. So now you text me. Or are you texting me to throw me off? Don't text me. Just text me and let me know you're safe and then leave me alone. Wow. Wow. Here's another one I, I, I saw and I was scratching my head. He secretly loves when you arrange for him to meet your friends. Pastor Charlotte. Do you think that's true? No. No. To, to secretly meet them. Um... I don't think, well, it just, well, <laughs> if you with her all the time, he might want to meet her, you know, just to see who you be with. But I'm, I don't think, I don't think Elsa, you know, for me to secretly introduce my friends to him. Um, his friends is his friends. My friends are my friends. Okay. Pastor hmm. KL, do you, would you like for her to arrange to meet, you know, she would make the arrangements for you to meet her friends? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't, sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to meet my friends. I never don't want to meet your friends. You know, I mean, everybody know I, I work retail. You know, I deal with people all day. The last thing I want to do is meet more people. No, thank you. And, and you know what? We're not, me and your friends ain't hanging out. So it's no need for me to meet them. You know, I, I, I will get familiar with the same name. Oh, I was out with Sharon today. Oh, I was out with Sharon today. You come in the house, you was out with Sharon? Yeah, okay, I'll meet her. Because we keep talking about it, but I don't need to see her uh, physically. <laughs> you come to my house, I got I to gotta come out the bedroom. You know what I mean? I got to be acting like I'm entertaining because you entertaining. No, this ain't our friend. This is your friend. And then if I go in the bedroom, then you say I'm being antisociable. I said hello. What else do you want me to do? No, no, no. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. Brother Al, you know, do you like when she arranges for you to meet her friends? 
No. <laughs> like I said properly, no. <laughs> uh, her best friend, <laughs> uh, her best friend, I think, because you, you said so much on how much of this is your best friend, and I think it shows me, like, wow, you want me to meet your best friend, you know, I must really mean a lot to you. For all your other friends, not. Nah. I meet your best friend. The rest of them, uh, those are your friends. And, you know, enjoy your friends, because you're not going to meet Kevin and Pookie and all of them on my side, because I know, you know, they, they, I know how they get down. So, you know, they, 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 oh they're not my goodness. friends like that, and you're not meeting them. <laughs> you know what? This is, there's something secretly going on with you, brother. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, Tamika, what you got? You know, do you think that he would like for you to, you know, arrange to meet your friends? I think that's a that's a real rough spot. It's it's a tight rope that you walk because you want them to like each other, but it doesn't always turn out that way. So you gotta be real careful with that one. And so, you know, I have found that. <laughs> it's better to just leave it, you know. You know, it, it, like like you know, Pastor KL mentioned. You know, you talking about Sharon. Oh, okay, Sharon. You know, that's a name that you're familiar with. Doesn't necessarily mean that they have to meet. You know, if you can do it, fine. But I think it's a really rough spot. Um, just in general, you know, um, I've had options. You know, times where you know I said, you know, Al, why don't you meet such and such? And it, it wasn't that. Um, it just didn't go well. <laughs> You know, it just doesn't go well. And, and you have to also understand that situations like that can happen. The, the moment that you open up that opportunity, also understand that it may not necessarily go the way that you plan it. Mm, 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 mm. Pat, Pat and Steph, if I could jump in here one quick second. You see, where the mistake coming, it's on both sides, the men and the women. You know, you got that one friend that ain't living right, doing some craziness. You know what I'm saying? She wear the short dresses to the club all the time. She always meeting this person and that person. She cheating on her boyfriend. And now you hanging out with her and you want me to meet her. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what this chick doing. Let me see what she's about. So, you know, that's another issue, too. You tell us all the bad stuff that this person doing, but you hanging out with her. Yeah. Or she get, you, you got a boy, you know, your boy, you, you, she hasn't met him. And when she meets him, she hates him. Oh, she can't stand him from the right. Floor. Oh my good, just looking at him, he's shifty. He just don't look right. <laughs> he dresses a certain way, and say, like, "This your friend?" <laughs> so sometimes I don't know about that. I don't know about. <laughs> I can't stand so and so. Uh, 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 Tamika, has that happened to you? Where they knew each other. Uh, no, it hasn't, but you can have all kinds of stuff. Oh, I'm going I'm 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 to introduce you to my friend, my boy Kevin. And then you realize that she knows Kevin from her former life. You know, there's all kinds <laughs> of things that you open yourself up into, you know. And, wow. and, and you got to be careful because you don't know what doors you're opening up when you say, oh, I want you to meet Kevin. Uh-uh-uh, problem. <laughs> Pastor Charlotte. Or she gonna meet him and be like, girl, he's cute. Now you mad at me. 
You know what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pastor Charlotte, these dilemmas that come up when you meet, uh, Brother Al brought up when you meet the women. Well, I'm talking about when you meet the men. Mm, okay. This how you choose your friends? Okay. Now, what do you do when you leave the house? And and meet his friends that ain't right? Yep. You talking about me meeting them. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. Have say, where did you find him from? Yeah. <laughs> and why he dressed, look, yeah, I've been there. And he's, oh, yeah. that's just him. You know, that's how he is. And I'm like, but don't it? Reflect you when y'all together, though. Like, mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I did. Yeah. Al has this one, one, one friend. Oh, my God. I asked him for years. How is it that you two are still friends? Like, you, <laughs> like y'all are friends for how many? I mean, over yep. a decade? And I'm looking at your personality, and I'm looking at his personality, and I'm like, what in the world did you find in common? Like, yep. you, you are day, he's night. There is absolutely yep. nothing that I can, you know, no shred of anything. Why is he your friend? You know, and I went through it for, for I, I still, I still can't stand from that one friend. Yeah. It's always that one that you look and you're like, really? Okay, now, what side of life that I don't know, what part of your life I don't know about? Because if this here, you can hang with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 Tamika. We, I think we all that went through it. You caution your eye and like when you say, "Well, where are you going?" and you just hope that he don't say that name. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go, Kevin. And, and oh, also, lucky me. Also, also, Pastor Steph, too, is when you have expressed what he has done to you, and you still oh. hang in with him. Yep. 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 How about that one? When you didn't came home and said how he didn't, you know, have your back, or he did some shift, you know, shisty, and yet when you hear y'all going, you going out, who you going out, Kevin? Did he just? <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Oh my goodness! Leaves you scratching your head a whole lot of times. Um, you might be quiet over there, Pastor KL. How many friends has she disliked? Over I ain't got no friends. I don't mean one person. I don't have no friends. So, so she likes them all. Only friends she knows is Tamika, Charlotte, Al, Stephanie. Those are the friends she knows. <laughs> the friends that she can't see, she can only hear. So I, um, I don't have no friends. I mean, but but I tell you, it, it's something when you you want to introduce your friend, and you introduce me to your girlfriend, and before you say her name, I say, Tamika. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow. Hey, yes. Me and, wow. Me and Tamika know each yes. other well. Now you might not want to, you know, in, in a in a small town like I live in, don't introduce me to nobody. But in my former life. I could have known Tamika before you knew Tamika. Wow, wow, wow. Then there would be some furniture moving. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my due time crew, you have been great one more time. You've been successful with helping us shake the Monday morning blues. Thank you so much for joining us and, and giving your input into this conversation. Have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. Oh, you know what time it is. It's the top of the Monday morning. That's on the back end. That's my way of saying on, we're on almost done. Oh, we got the switch tip with Shantice. Let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. <laughs> All right, what you got for us? Where's that switch tip? Today we got the switch for Shanti, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly feet. And our switch tip 133 today is show God that you're sorry. So, of course, that brings up the word regret. And regret is a feeling of sadness, repentance, or disappointment over something that has happened or been done. So we know that when we repent, we go to God and we show God how sorry we are. Show God that, you know, we regret whatever it is that we said and or did um, that we know wasn't right. You know, and, <laughs> you know, yesterday I brought up last night on our live, you know, when it's premeditated and, you know, for me, I can't speak for everyone else. For me, it could be something that I'm I'm struggling with or I have struggled with, and for whatever reason, or somehow it's come back up, and it's like, okay, God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. But if I could do it just this one more time, or I want to do it, God, you know, because I've gotten to the point where I, I told God, like, it's like, God, I want to do this, and I don't want to want to do this, so I'm, I'm going to need you to jump in and do something because it, it's past what, what I'm able to do right now. And, you know, you're opening your yourself up to him. And you're letting him know that you're you're sorry. So I did come across a few verses that really highlighted it. And one verse in particular that brought me um, back to this switch tip was James 4.9 in the New Living Translation, which reads, Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. And when I read that verse, you know, it made me think about, when we try to cover up how we really feel. You know, I feel sad, but I'm going to laugh. You know, I may turn my back real quick and wipe those tears and then turn around and, you know, get back in the conversation with everyone else because I don't want to see, I don't want anyone else to see me break down. I don't want to open up. But when we, when it's time to show God that we're sorry, it's time to now show those tears. It's time to now show God how heavy our hearts or even when we're the cause of our heart being heavy, you know, go, going to God and being real. Again, I don't know about everybody else, but in addition to understanding the importance of my prayer time with God, I've come to understand the importance of me just straight out talking to God. Like, listen, God, this is how I feel. Even when I don't understand it, you understand it. So maybe you can help me understand what I, I'm feeling because I don't understand it. But it's not time to now be prideful. It's, it's not time to hold in what I really feel because how am I then showing God that I'm sorry if I'm trying to cover up what I'm really feeling? Second Corinthians seven ten in the message version reads, the stress that drives us to God does that. 
it turns us around. It gets us back in the way of salvation. We never regret that kind of pain. But those who let distress drive them away from God are full of regret, end up on a deathbed of regrets. Now, we don't need any help running from God. We do that on our own. Every morning we wake up, this is why we have to always make the choice, whether you're a believer or a non-believer. You still have to wake up making the choice to choose God because it is so easy. It is nothing. It doesn't take any thought to just wake up. And there's many different ways you can run from God. When I wake up and choose to do things my way, guess what I'm doing? I'm running away from God. So we, we don't need any help doing that. But like I said, it gets us back in the way of salvation. When we choose to now allow our heavy hearts and whatever it is that we said and or did that we now feel sorry for, when we allow that to drive us toward God, we then allow, we, we open the door for God to now do his perfect work in us. Now he can help us. Now he can show us how to right our wrongs in him. Now he can show us how to get back on track with him. But there have been so many people who have allowed their struggles and whatever they're feeling to now chase them away from the one who can deliver and save them. No one else has the ability to do that outside of God and Jesus. It's First John 1, 9, New Living Translation. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Don't let pride stand in the way of you being vulnerable with God. Okay, to confess means to open yourself up. Vulnerability, transparency. You cannot show God that you're sorry without being transparent. Well, I, well, I don't even know how that looks. Like, oh, you're, okay, God, you know what I did yesterday? Yeah, I'm sorry for that. Like, how, how does this? How, how does that work? And, you know, we can really mirror that to how we deal with men. You know, when it's time to apologize to someone for something you said and or did. And I hate, oh, I hate having to go back to tell someone I'm sorry. Because nine times out of ten, I didn't just upset something I know I ain't had no business doing. But a lot of times I feel justified in what I done said or did. So what you mean, Jesus? I now have to go back and say sorry. But as much as I despise it at times, I'm always open to do it. Because forget the other person. It helps to check me in God. It helps to show me where I am with making room for God to keep me grounded and to keep me humble. And, you know, do I really understand? Because there's been times God said, go say sorry. And I'm like, for what? Like, okay, you, you won't have to make this plain to me because why am I saying sorry? Did you not hear what they said? Did you not see? And, of course, it's a talk because God knows everything. But I, I'm, I'm sorry. After what they said, and or did, I ain't apologizing for nothing, but I make sure I have to keep myself right there because if I don't keep myself open to God, I'm going to shut the door on when he's making it clear to me as to why I can apologize because I just can't fake it. I can't come and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. It, it's going to show that I still think you a bozo and a buster. So, I, I'm no, I'm not sorry. I'm just doing this because God said, and God's really been dealing with me a lot with stop telling people you only do this because I told you. And I just got that yesterday, so I came to act like I arrived years ago. But, yeah, it, he had to tell me again yesterday. My church family had to remind me again yesterday to stop letting that always come out my mouth. And a big part of that is because 
there was still a lot I wasn't understanding as to why I had to feel sorry. But if we make the switch to making sure that we're showing God why we're sorry, it won't only happen in our relationship with him. It will happen in our relationship with ourselves. And it will also happen in our relationship with men. So we have to make sure that we're open and transparent and vulnerable with God because especially when you call yourself a child of God, you have to make sure you're always in the posture of repentance because you will never arrive fully in your life. So there will always be something that you say and or do to offend God where you have to make sure that you're at the feet of him making sure that you're showing him that you're sorry and making sure that we're not allowing pride to stand in the way of us showing God that we regret anything we've said and or done. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Ah, thank you, Shantice. Thank you for your uh, your words of wisdom. Uh, show God that you're sorry. Yes. Amen. Amen. All righty, let's uh, hold hands and hold hearts and uh, go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for just being kind enough to wake us up this morning. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for waking us up in our right frame of mind. We may not even feel the way we'd like to feel, God, but we thank you. First, for giving us an opportunity to shake those Monday morning blues. And, Lord, we're so grateful because, you know, we're in you. You know, this 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 presentation is from you, God. And we're grateful that you have designed something for us each and every morning that helps us move into a better place something that we have to ponder over, you know, each each day. And we say thank you before that investment. So many people are getting up and they're listening to just things that are not healthy, things that are not beneficial to their life. But you've got a plan for us, dear Heavenly Father, and we thank you for introducing us to the plan. So, Lord, we ask you that you bless each and every, Every individual that's listening this morning, who will listen later, God, because we all need to make sure that we are apologetic to you, that we ask you for forgiveness for everything and anything we've done that is not pleasing to you, God, for every word we have shared that's not pleasing to you, for everything we have thought that is not pleasing to you, God, for everything that we may have said, um, a place we may have gone. Lord, there's so many ways we can step out of alignment with you, dear Heavenly Father. So we, we want to say, I'm sorry. We want to say, forgive me. And we pray, God, that we position ourselves to just be rerouted, that we only want you to order our steps, that we want to hold on to your unchanging hand so we don't have to worry about what we're doing, what we're saying, because it will all be underneath your barrier underneath your uh, 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 approval. 
So thank you. You know, just a word of thanks. And, and most times, God, we don't realize that once we show our gratitude to you, that you continue to pour into us. We will continue to see the right and the wrong that we do. So thank you. Because we can't make it in your kingdom if we're not correct. We can't make it in your kingdom if we're living for the enemy. So, God, we just magnify your name today because you have decided to bring us out of darkness into your marvelous light. That's not our doing. We didn't wake up and say we want you. We're answering your call. So thank you for choosing us. Thank you for loving us despite all our dirty, filthy ways. And, God, we will continue to give you the glory and honor to rightly do you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Uh, (laughs) You know, we're talking about showing God that we're sorry and my mind went back to the story about the man, the wife and his mom and you know showing God that you're sorry comes in many different shapes, forms and fashions you can't make a mess like that um, in your relationship And not show God you're sorry. You know, the word of God says, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So when you goof up as a husband, oh, you need by all means, you need by all means to show God that you're sorry. Because if you have a good wife... And you know she's good. And she's good up until mama come around. Then something's wrong. Pay attention. Pay attention to everything that God is revealing to you. And there was a reason why he was told what his mother was doing. She had to be revealed. He had to make a decision. And as much as mama may have done... You know, Tamika said it. When you get married, you're supposed to leave and cleave. You're not supposed to be reminiscing on how great mama's cooking is, how great she used to treat you when you were a little boy. No, that's not the way you handle it. Show God that you're sorry by gently putting mom in her place. And if mom does not want to respect your wife, then mom don't want to live with you. She does not want to live with you. Maybe there's a brother or sister that could take her. Maybe there's one of her sisters or brothers can take her. But if mom really values you being there, I'm sorry, you being, you know, gracious enough to let her stay in your home, then mom go act right. I don't care whether she's sinful or not. I don't care whether she's nice or not. But she's going to toe the line because she's going to realize what's at stake. Oh, a, a mother who after hearing 
that she's disturbing this marriage and she's bringing division between the two of you, if she doesn't care, then you don't need to have her there. Then she don't care about where she lives. So if she's 99 or not, mom got to go and have that talk with mom. Now listen, this, this here... This is for you. Because, see, I got a place to stay. It must be a reason why mom is living with you. And there's many reasons. Many reasons. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want anybody to say, oh, Pastor Steph said, Mother Shula. I didn't say that. But what I'm saying is anybody, because Pastor Charlotte mentioned, you know, that, you know, there was, you know, there were issues she had. And, you know, now, you know, when I set you up, you know, I don't, I don't get that cooperation. It doesn't only have to be mom. If it's a friend, if it's a child who's now an adult child who has to find their way back home. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Jeff said anybody in his house who's his child, he doesn't care how old they are, they got to go to church. So in other words, people will let you know what the rules are, and you either take it or you leave it. So if mom needs a place to stay and she's landed somehow on your ground and mom unexpectedly starts to snoop and invade your wife's privacy, she's disrespecting the home, then you've got to make that happen because you don't want to live with a woman that ain't happy because mama can do but so much for you now. I remember Minister A.J. saying quite a few times, uh-uh, Mama will have to get this together because, see, Mama can't provide what the wife can. So, yeah, Mama might be able to make a biscuit, but uh, wife ain't only making the biscuits. You know, Mama might be able to wash some clothes, but uh, Mama can't, you know, mimic and mirror some of the things that the wife does. So... You know, be very careful. You know, show God that you appreciate who he has sent to you, who you have found. Say thank you. Say thank you for all the great things God is doing, including sending you a wife, a good wife at that. So don't get caught up in the okie doke. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. Because you will end up being very unhappy, okay? You know, I give God thanks for all of the the topics that come up here on this due time. Because, you know, we don't know when we're going to have to use this advice. And remember, everything is not literal. You know, it, it's uh, conceptual. So although, you know, you may not be able, I mean, you may not drink or smoke, when we talk about addiction, the concept is the same. You can learn something from that conversation. So, you know, tell a friend. Tell somebody. You know, I always say every morning before we take our quick break, I always say, you know, tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on because you don't know what they need because we don't know what we're going to talk about from morning to morning. You know, unscripted, we don't have a clue 
there are new stories that I, I, I have already selected we never get to. Sometimes we, you know, get to a point in a new story and we stay there. You know, God is ordering what we say and do in the morning. You know, no, no matter what my plans are, that, that's only a template for where we could possibly go. Again, you know, we're unscripted, so we may stick a pen in any particular area just based off of what someone says. And you better believe that somebody who's listening or who will listen, they need what we have. We wouldn't be here if they didn't need what we had. You know, we minister to one another. We don't only minister to the listeners. As we're talking, as we're laughing, you know, we're getting something out of this. Don't, don't, just don't, don't get it twisted. You know, this is the best thing that could have happened to a whole lot of people, including the due time crew. So just take what you got and wrap it up in your day and walk with that thing. Because today's topic is for you. It may be more for someone else than you, but it's for you. Take God at his word and and take the blessing. It will change your life. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go today, sure to set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Or strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now. Because later it's not promised to us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Day. I love you.